listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Polly Alexandra joins us in this Mindful Biz Podcast episode. Polly is a certified master coach, intuitive healer, and creative entrepreneur, living as her highest self and helping others. Polly is the creator of Money Beautifully, a proven program to clear your money blocks using powerful energy clearing techniques, meditations, and transformational coaching to help you write a new story about money. As the founder of Thrive Beautifully, a comprehensive business, money, and energy mastermind for spiritual entrepreneurs, Polly helps change makers, visionary creatives, and spiritual leaders fulfill their soul's purpose and use their gifts to change the world. In this episode, we talk about identifying money blocks, how to overcome them, and Polly's business journey. Hi, Polly. Thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. I love listening to the variety of people you have on here. So yeah, I'm hoping to add something different to the mix. Oh, you certainly will because you've just got such an interesting, interesting background. So before we go into your business, I would love you to tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Polly Alexander. I'm a mindset coach and I am based in Europe. I'm currently in Ibiza. Um, I manifested a home here during the pandemic, which is a bit of a project. Um, and I basically help people clear their money blocks. So I'm also a healer, an intuitive healer. So I have the ability to read people's money blocks and clear them and help them basically grow their income um, and grow their abundance in general in life and work. My goodness. When when you tell people that you can read their money blocks, do they instantly get nervous around you? <laughs> I don't think anybody really takes it in. I don't think they really know because nobody ever has. I think, you know, we're all more concerned about our stuff. Yeah. So we're always thinking like we're in our stuff. So we don't really necessarily look at somebody else's abilities. We're more like, oh, my gosh, I'm desperate. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> so so you didn't start where you are now when when you first started your entrepreneurial journey tell us how you know how you first started sure I mean in my 20s I actually worked in advertising in London um in a very big advertising agency and I was media planning so I wasn't really in the creative department, but I was super, super creative. So after studying a degree in psychology, I then went and studied fashion and was always toying with photography, but I didn't really know how you could make a living out of it. There was no uh, path of entrepreneurship or people running their own business in my family or around me. So I went into a career in advertising, which was super fun. Well, that's um, what my husband had... does. So, really? Yes. It, it's such high pressure. We actually lived over in London for several years while he worked for a big agency. So um, I know exactly what you're talking about when you say advertising. It's just so different to what you're doing now. 
Yeah, and it was it was an amazing time. It was when mm-hmm. um, online advertising, the whole online world was just exploding. So it was super exciting. The offices were cool. We had our own bar at work with a swipe card. It just got taken out your salary <laughs> because they wanted to keep people. You know, we worked really long hours pitching yeah. for big accounts. So it was not unusual to be there till the early hours of the morning. So they would feed you, water you, keep you happy. There were a lot of parties. It was a super cool time to be in advertising but it was high pressure absolutely Mm. um and it ultimately wasn't really playing to my strengths um I was really creative and I just had this burning desire to do something creative for a living so uh, when I was 28 I made a huge well first of all I bought a house in London that was the goal with your salary get your mortgage Once I'd got that, I was like, that's it. My corporate job is complete. So I jumped off and I was between interior design and photography and I just couldn't decide which. And I actually had to start studying interior design to realize it wasn't the right path for me. So I waited another year, studied photography and then just got asked to shoot a wedding. And that's how my career as a photographer began. So that's what I did for about 12 years. I was a full-time photographer. I actually went against the trend and the shot film when everybody else was moving to digital. So that helped me position myself because my images looked really different. Mm. I got in with a lot of the big magazines. I was shooting for the editors and it eventually resulted me being picked up by Martha Stewart weddings in the US, um, shooting for them in Europe. That's a dream. Literally was a dream. (laughs) Literally, I remember I was like 28 and I remember taking some pictures. So I'd gone away to the seaside and I wanted to do a personal project. So this is just as I'm starting photography. And I remember being on the internet in an internet cafe. I I guess I didn't have my own laptop then. Yeah. (laughs) This is a while back. And I remember looking at the images in America and looking at this magazine and thinking, wow, like that would be success for me to be able to be published in that magazine. So it was like... A decade later, when it actually happened, it was quite surreal. Wow. Did you manifest that? Totally. Yeah. I was so laser focused on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Every year, if you, I had these little books like vision boards, but they were little books with pictures stuck in. Every single year for years, I would have the Martha Stewart wedding magazine cover. And every single year, once a year, I would... This is probably about so was about four years in. I would email them and I would share with them my best two or three weddings from the year. So pitch for them to be included. And every year they would say, sorry, not this year. And the next year I would do it again. And it went on like this. And what I didn't know at the time is that they actually commission photographers to shoot their weddings. So it's very rare you submit and get accepted mm. because actually they collaborate with people, with celebrities, with different people to cover their wedding. So and sometimes to plan it. So it actually, I had a very slim chance, but luckily I didn't know that. It was probably like a 1% chance. So I persisted. Now what happened was I kept taking the action. I kept taking the action. And what came, it came through in another way. So one year they just did an article out the blue. They didn't tell any of us and they named the world's top wedding photographers in their print issue. And I was named as one of only two in Europe. I had no idea they were doing this. (gasps) So did they then notify you before it went to print or did you just find it? They they notified us as it was going to print. So we didn't know about the article. They said, oh, can we ask you a few questions? We're writing a feature about wedding photography. Sure. Just answered a few questions. Then they published this article and it was a whole big deal in the magazine. And 
this point, I hadn't even been published in the magazine. I'd never worked for them. I'd never had any of my work featured, but it kind of came through like this. And then that led to them commissioning me. And one issue, I think I had like 13 pages of my images in the magazine and the cover, which I never actually never was. Yeah. I wasn't even manifesting the cover. So it can come in even better than you're expecting. That's what I learned. Amazing. So, so good. So then moving on from photography, then what happened? Yeah, so there was a real pivotal point. So I was kind of in this, this is as good as it gets. And actually, I started working on my money mindset and changing my beliefs around what was possible. Um, And when I started doing that, that's when the Martha Stewart opportunity came in. And that's when I started raising my rates um, quite significantly. And so there was a pivot that happened then. But what was going on, um, I had a number of personal losses. So I moved abroad. My mother died suddenly with no notice, um, didn't know she was ill and she just went. And then my father got cancer. I just got married and my husband walked out. So I had this whole series of really big losses happening in my life. And so that propelled me onto this other path of like, wow, like, how do I cope? Um, how do I work through this? And obviously it affected my income because I was a wedding photographer and I was going through a divorce. And that, right after my wedding had just appeared in lots of magazines. Um, so that was really embarrassing. And I went through a lot of who's going to want to book me. So there was just a lot of stuff to work through. And I hired a coach, actually an Australian coach. Yeah. Uh, and I started realizing the power of coaching to help you move through your stuff. And the upswing began in my photography business, as I've just shared. But then I ended up signing up for a program to work more on my mindset. But it also was a coach training and not intending to be a coach. They really pushed you to practice coaching. You had to do 100 hours coaching during the program. And I tried to opt out (laughs) until the last six weeks. And they said, come on, like, pull your socks up. You can do this. And I said, but I'm a photographer. They said, do it anyway. Get your certification. So I did it. And it was in the actual doing that I realized, wow, this profoundly impacts people. And I've got a gift here. And how can I not do this for people? Amazing. It worked for me. And then I saw it working for others. And so I started a coaching business and I had a five figure month in my first month of the coaching business. It just rocketed. And I think it did that to get my attention. Because if it had been a slow start, I would have paid no attention. And for another couple of years, I had, I'm like, no, I'm a photographer. My identity was so wedded in being a photographer. It took some time to accept actually I'm growing and I'm changing, I'm an evolving, and I can still be a creative, but this is my new path. This is what I'm here to do. Wow. All right, then. So now let's talk about your new business. Well, it's not even new. How long has it been going for? Uh, Six, seven years now. Yeah. So you're very, very established. You've got some amazing online programs. So let's talk about actually how you help people with money blocks. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite topic. Yes. I love this. I love this. What I love about it is with money, you see a tangible result really quickly like it's either working or it's not and money is the proof so what I do is help people rewire their mindset around what's possible I help them identify the way they're thinking that's blocking more money coming in Um, I help them increase their self-worth their sense of possibility I help them change their family stories and ancestral stories around money 
and their whole beliefs about money and how it works. Because the truth about money is that um, it's available to all of us. Um, as much as we want is available, but we block it because we feel we're not worthy or it's not possible or people like us don't have it. Um, we're not deserving or it's bad to have money or we fear that people will be jealous. So we have all of these programs we're carrying that stop us receiving. And so what I do is help people work through the blocks holding them back. And then we see really fast, tangible results like doubling or tripling their income, like manifesting large sums of money in a short space of time, like seemingly coming from nowhere. Yeah. And I've been doing this one-to-one -one with clients and I also help clients start and grow businesses because most of that work is the mindset work. The action is fairly straightforward when you feel it's possible, when you've mm -hmm. moved past the mindset blocks. Um, and then I started creating programs to help more people. Yeah. So what are some common money blocks that you see? Mm, oh, so many. <laughs> uh, I would say with women entrepreneurs, I don't know, is most of your audience women or we're we talking men as well? No, there's men there as well. Yes. Okay. I, I yeah. love working with men. So it does really vary. It's very yeah. interesting. And I'll oh, speak right. to okay. I don't often get the opportunity yes. here. But men don't question their self-worth as much. They have a very different relationship with money is what I've observed. You know, it's much more factual. They don't make it about them. Um, and they're much more likely to believe that they're worthy of more, um, to negotiate more um, and to ask for more. Whereas women, we tend to, we've got thousands of years of women basically not being financially empowered or financially independent. And it's almost like we bring in that heritage and we have to really work against it, um, work to overcome it. So whereas we make it a lot more about our own worth and am I good enough? Am I good enough to charge this? Am I good enough to receive this much? Am I good enough to have it this easy? So with women, we want to both detach money from your self-worth, but also increase your self-worth. Um, which sounds strange, but we want to increase your self-worth, but not make what you charge make, mean whether you're worthy or not. Um, other ways that people block money coming in are not being visible, being scared of what people think. So the fear of judgment uh, causes us to hide, not to market our services, um, not to be visible on social media. There's so many talented people, especially creatives and spiritual people who are not, who have fears around visibility. And if money can't see you, <laughs> it can't reach you. Yeah. So if you're not being seen <clears throat> in the world, you know, the channels are not open. Um, another big thing, and I think this affects men and women equally, is this fear of success. So we can say we want more and we want this big house and these fabulous holidays and we want to ha have a best-selling book and be on stages. But actually, when it actually comes to it, it can bring up a lot of fear around um, losing our personal life, uh, our time, you know, our quality time with friends and family and ourselves. And it can bring up the fear of being responsible for more people. So a team or... Um, like that, if I haven't got enough capacity to support more clients, you know, more mm. clients means more stress is quite a common belief. That and was actually why you're gone. Mm. Yeah, I dive was, in. Well, I was just about to say that was a question I was going to ask because I would imagine that you come across people that think they have to work a certain level of hours or, you know, um, focus, meaning they, they have to work hard to earn what they believe is the money that matches 
the amount that they work. So they would be, yeah, so they might think money that just comes in without working much would not be well received by those people. Exactly, because most of us have been brought up with that program that you work hard and you'll do well. Work hard and you'll be more successful. You want more money, you have to work harder. And that, I mean, it came from my family. It comes from our culture. Um, It comes from society. It's the model that most people work by. You want more money, you work harder. You work longer hours. You work more. You give more of yourself. And that can run very deep. So when I work with people, we don't just clear their current Uh, blocks but we go back as well to look at what they learned from their family about money so you may have been brought up by a father that works really long hours to provide for the family so you associate um you know providing and being successful and this can particularly affect men um with working longer hours and with sacrifice so we have this program that says well more money means more sacrifice Mm. so i'd rather stay where i am and i'll you know this is enough because i don't want to sacrifice you hear that all the time, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's really common. Um, you know, we spend so much time saying, I want more, I want this, I want this. But when it really comes to it, there's a whole level of programs that say, well, if I have that, this is what will happen. Mm. Can I ask a question? You know, quite often with people with their careers, they hit a plateau with their income earning. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of think, well, that's just where I'm supposed to be and that's it. Is there a money block in that scenario? Yes, 100%. Because there's blocks when you're starting out. Let's say you're leaving corporate to uh, start your own business. That's a big pivot in terms of money mindset when you start generating your income. But every time as we get higher and higher, we will hit a plateau. And it can be, sometimes it can actually be that that's what our father or mother, depending on who was the breadwinner, that's what they earned. And unconsciously, we don't want to outstrip them. Um, it can be that in our peer group, that's what seems acceptable. So it can be a variety of different things depending on the person. You have to really dig deep and see what the fear is because um, there'll be a fear or a perception with making more. And they can also be clinging to old ways of behavior. So let's say like you don't want to have an, an, hire an extra team member because you don't want the responsibility. So you're inhibiting your growth or you don't want to like launch a bigger program or charge more because that you're worried about being rejected so there can be different programs that are running um i also sometimes say to people when we plateau it's often a sign that it's like a next chapter waiting to come through so the universe Mm -hmm. gets your attention it's like you're not expanding anymore you've got to do something different so it's often an amazing time for a rebrand um for pivoting slightly or launching something new but really going back to like where you know I've evolved I've changed what's my next chapter about and what's going to excite me mm. oh my gosh it's so interesting I think you know I think the majority of people fall into this category like into the different categories that you've explained you know it's just so common it really is so we spoke about earlier on about like manifesting certain things in life. This is something that you can help people do. So what, what are some ways that people can manifest money? Yeah, well, I want to just start by saying the truth is that money is always available to you. So really um, understanding and embodying that truth 
is an important part of the journey. Really knowing that you are always safe and protected and supported by the universe or God or spirit, by this source energy. So that's the truth. So when you embody that, you start to believe it's possible. Now, source is your source, if that makes sense. The universe is your source, not your clients, not your parents, not your job. They're channels. So there's lots of channels for money. They can come in through yeah, friends, family, parents, inheritance, a job. Um, they can come in through clients, sales, all sorts of different channels money can come to you. And usually when someone starts manifesting, I find that they um, discounts or gifts or free things often come in first before the cash. Not always, mm-hmm. but depends where you're at in your journey. Um, but that's the first sign that things are shifting when you notice that you go to buy something and it's half price or someone gifts you a free lunch or a free holiday, things like that, or some free time, they they start happening, which is quite exciting. And it shows like, okay, like I'm steering the ship in the other direction. My money mindset is improving. Um, People can manifest money through any channel. And I think one of the things a lot of people have to do is to open up to this idea that money can come in from anywhere, not just from your job or from your business. You know, money can come in through investments. It can come in through many, many different sources. I had a crazy three months end of last year. I kept getting refunds on things that didn't make sense. (laughs) So I'd almost get the benefit of whatever it was I'd bought and then I'd get a refund as well. It was really crazy. (laughs) Wow. So money can be manifested from anywhere. If you've got your own business, then you obviously need to have a channel for sharing. You need to be visible consistently. So people will say, well, I'm not making any money. And then when you ask them what they're doing, they're not doing anything. Yeah, They're not actually opening their doors to their store. Mm. Nobody knows their store's open. They can't see it. The doors are closed. So there can be a little bit of a victim mentality of like, oh, nobody wants what I've got to offer. It's like, well, are you actually making offers? And do you understand what your people want? So that's where the business piece comes in. Right. Um, You know, being clear on who are you working for? What's the transformation you help them with? You need to be really clear on that. What's the outcome they'll get from working with you? Mm. And then being consistently visible. Um, So there's certain pieces that people will resist doing because of their mindset. They think it won't work. It's not possible. Nobody wants what they do. So when you shift the mindset, then they're more open to working Mm. on the business. So when when people are breaking through these money blocks, would you say that they're also going through a spiritual evolution or how would you describe it? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, In the work that I do, um, because it does come from a spiritual source, that basically we all have a purpose here. We've all got unique gifts to offer the world. And when we're willing to serve and give our gifts, we'll be supported by the universe with money. So it's almost like we have to be willing to serve and then the universe will support us. Um, So I think there is a spiritual path that people go along around opening up some more, around believing it's possible um, and around being willing to serve and trust. So one of the biggest things that people share with me through working with me is that they develop more trust and faith that they're going to be okay, that they no longer fear ending up on the streets or running out of money or not being able to pay the mortgage or business totally drying up, which are really common fears. Even if you've been really successful, you can still have the feeling 
it could all go away at any minute. Mm. And that's old money blocks. Sometimes it has a history in like bankruptcy or failed businesses in your family line. They can, if somebody, an ancestor, a family member had a failed business, that can be lodged deeply in your subconscious and cause you to fear it all going away because that's what you saw as a child. So, so what are some ways that people can work with you? And then when they're working with you, do they often see these, you know, break through these money blocks quite quickly or is it a longer process or, you know, like how does it work? Yeah, it's really fast. I would say it can happen really fast. I'm running a challenge at the moment and things can happen super quick. When you clear a block, when you start to think in a new way about money, it totally shifts what you attract. So it can happen extremely fast. Oh, we had someone last year and he brought in a un- totally unexpected six-figure manifestation gift uh, from a family member. Totally. He had an acrimonious a relationship with his family member, so it was totally not uh, expected. And it came in out the blue. Um, and it came within about day three or day four of working with me. It was really fast. Oh um, I've had other people triple their income. I had somebody in Australia in sales triple their income in 10 weeks. Um, in their sales went up, their bonuses went up. So it works really quick. And the way I work, so we've got some habits that you change, some practical steps and some different ways of acting during the day. But then... What I do is unconscious energy work. So I work on your subconscious and reprogram that. Um, So because that goes so deep and it addresses the source, that's what causes really fast shifts. So when I launched my money program for the first time three years ago, people kept buying the same program again and again. (laughs) I was like, wow, (laughs) no one tells you this. Like people were doing it for the third time. They were buying the exact same program with the exact same material. And I said to them, why are you buying it again? They said, because of the live clearings that you do. They're so powerful. Like I get a massive return. I spend this much, but I get a big return. I've got clients that track the ROI from investing with me. And they keep investing again and again and again because it's bringing them a return. Yeah. How do you do these live money blocks? Um, Yeah, so I tune in. So basically, I go up to Source Energy and take everybody up there. When we're working in a group, we take everybody up there. When I'm working one-to-one, I just tune in individually. Mm -hmm. And um, I I ask to be shown what um, is going on for this person. Or what, or what the group needs. So when I'm working with a group, we have themes each week. So we might be working on visibility, the fear of rejection. Uh, we might be working on the fear of success. We might be working on self-worth. So we have different themes. Um, and I am just told, I hear the words. So I'm clairaudient. So I'm told what we need to release. It's literally just comes through me. So I don't plan it. Um, I don't have a script. <laughs> I'm yeah. just told exactly what to say. And when people, I work one-to-one, I'll hear what's going on for someone. And then I use kinesiology to muscle test and check beliefs as well. So we can use your body as a tool. Your body knows what's actually true for you, not what your head thinks, what's really going on. So we use kinesiology to check which beliefs someone has. And then after I've cleared them, we check that they've shifted. So just those people that are listening, because you may never have heard of this word, a clear audience is mm. is audio, is like audio. You hear, you hear, correct? Exactly. So yeah. we've all got we're all intuitive. Yes. We all have access to that gut feel or that light bulb moment. That's all intuition is. 
is receiving information from something outside yourself. Mm. And we all have it when we go to, you know, if you're buying a home and you have a gut feel, this is the one. Um, or you suddenly have an idea like, I need to do this. Or you have a funny feeling about someone, you meet them like, you know, I just can't quite trust this person or it doesn't quite feel right. So that's intuition at work. And then we have a number of ways that we receive information. So we have clairaudience, which is you literally, it's like hearing words in your head, yeah. like you can hear, hear your thoughts, clairvoyance when you see images. Um, and then you have dreaming. A lot of people get powerful information through their dreams. You have clairsentience when you feel something. So you get like a, just a, some people feel like shivers. So when somebody tells me something and I know it's true, I get shivers on my arms. Mm. I'll physically feel it. And then we have, um, oh, what's the last claircognizance and that's a gut feel that's that light bulb moment or that gut feel that people have um and obviously women are because of the way we're built we can be more intuitive naturally but men are super intuitive as well they just don't usually use that word so men get gut feels all the time like I knew I shouldn't have done that or I knew that was a good idea and that's your intuition yeah that's your connection to a higher power and to your higher self coming through mm. What would you say is, are some big learnings that you've gained over the years through running your businesses? I think, well, I'm really passionate about branding and the power of branding. That has served me really powerfully in accelerating the growth of my business. It's the first thing I invested in is a photographer and it it put me on a level far above where I was at in terms of um clock time if you like yeah. I was in my first year and the editor started calling me and asking asking to feature my work yeah I couldn't so agree it, more yes I know we're on the same page <laughs> as this one <laughs> and it I makes love I difference. love the sites you design yeah but it makes all the difference really doesn't it it's like the way that you show who you are to the world and the way that you attract in like-minded clients um, because before they've they don't want to speak with you to the first thing they see is mm. your shop front and that's your brand online yeah. your images your tone of voice your website your social media so 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 important because that's so, like your first date <laughs> ab- absolutely absolutely so just quickly before this we wrap this up so what are some ways that people can work with you yes yeah, so um depends where you're at in your journey. Some people prefer to work with me one-to-one if they're further along in their journey and looking to break through an income ceiling or looking to really scale their business or perhaps looking to pivot in a new direction. Um, So I do work with clients one-to-one in private coaching. And then I have several programs I run. Um, Money Beautifully is my flagship money program. So I take you through a 11-week journey of clearing your money blocks and you get to be part of an amazing community of other people, which has a profound impact. When you're around other people who are also shifting their relationship with money, who are also becoming more abundant, it really helps lift you and carry you forwards. And then I also have business masterminds as well, Um, because once people have cleared their money blocks, we can start to work more powerfully on business because it doesn't seem such a such a barrier and it's easier to move forwards. So, yeah, um, I work with both groups and one to one. Perfect. All right, then. So where can everyone find you? So on social media, I'm on Instagram um, at Polly underscore Alexander. 
and then on my website at pollyalexander.com and I have several free meditations where you can try this work uh, that help you clear your money blocks. I've got a powerful success meditation and a manifest more money meditation. So I'll give you the links to those. Um, that's a great place to start to feel the work yeah. and feel if it's the fit for you. So good. And what I'll do is I will link everything up from my site, relauncher.com.au through to Polly's website and social media. So Polly, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been such an interesting conversation. Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking such interesting questions. It's, it's just so many perspectives you can view money from, but the truth is that everybody has the power to open up to more. Yeah. So thank you for inviting me to share that message. My pleasure.